You're listening to Pokemon Rose, a nostalgic look back at the Pokemon series, with your host, Dan Hughes. All right, we've hit that point. We cannot talk about an entry in the Pokemon franchise without discussing rivalry and what the game did to change it in the world of Pokemon. Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby are really important for a lot of reasons, most of which I've gone over in terms of the change in the the team dynamic, that there's more of an ideology-based villain instead of just sort of like a a thug or an obstacle. Uh, But in addition to that and all of the metagame stuff that I've talked about, this is where we start seeing an evolution in the rival. Namely, if you play as a boy, May, or if you play as a girl, Brandon, the canonical names for the, uh, the two I suppose you would call them dual protagonists, given that you can choose between being a boy and a girl. And of course, that determines who your rival is. But at first glance, that may seem the way that it is. But really, Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby are kind of deceptive in how they treat rivalry. The obvious answer is that... So I'm going to be using May because I play as a boy in Pokemon. Uh, May seems like your classic Pokemon rival in the in the era of um, Gary, right? But there's something distinctly different right from the offset. She's much more of a friend. <laughs> it's different because Gary is always so antagonistic. And then Silver, the uh, canonical bad guy in Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver, or just Gold and Silver if you're playing the original versions, is like a straight-up criminal who is out to get you at every uh, every turn he shows up. May is just another person who lives in your town. Uh, She welcomes you to the town of Little Root when you move there, and she happens to be the daughter of the professor, um, Professor Birch, in this region of Hoenn. And because of that familial, familial relationship that she has, she is much more interested in studying Pokemon. It's interesting because she's kind of the inverse of Gary, or Blue, in that regard, because she actually takes an interest in what her father does. Unlike uh, Gary, who couldn't care less about collecting information on Pokemon unless it makes him stronger, May is really interested in studying Pokemon and kind of following in her father's footsteps. So because of this kind of uh, characterization that we get from her from the very offset, we find that she's not so much a rival as much as she is a, a friendly competitor Rival in the Pokemon universe has a very particular uh, connotation, especially up to this point. It usually means someone who is incredibly antagonistic, setting up uh, obstacles for you along your journey through the Pokemon world, and kind of being placed as a mirror to your own journey to see how far you've come and how much you've progressed. May does a lot of those things, but it's never in the Uh, it's never with the intention of beating you or being better than you. It's much more of a, hey, let's check to see where we both are. Let's see how far we've come together. And where this really shows up in Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby is that at a certain point, she kind of stops caring about the Pokemon journey in the same context that you do. What I mean by this is, Because you're playing Pokemon, you're driven to get all the gym badges, go and fight the Elite Four, and become the champion. That's what you're trained to do as a Pokemon trainer. But 
this is the first time that we see somebody doing something else. Remember back in Pokemon Blue and Red, Professor Oak first says, some people keep Pokemon as pets, some people battle them, and some people study them. So we know that there's much different avenues in this Pokemon world than just fighting Pokemon and trying to be the best that there ever was. There are people who have jobs and people who follow their own dreams. What's so cool about May to me is that right around halfway through the game, I would say, she stops acting kind of like a, I'm going to go get a bunch of gym badges uh, type rival and becomes more of a, hey, did you see these cool Pokemon on, the, on this route? Hey, you can run into these Pokemon here. Isn't it so cool the way that Pokemon live in different areas and they have different abilities? She stops being a rival and starts kind of being a professor's aide, walking around with you and telling you about the world. It's a really cool progression for the rival because it makes it less of a competition and more of a sort of friendly check-in with different people and different dreams. I think that that's really cool. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, let's say, I don't know, ill will towards later rivals in Pokemon games, specifically because they're not as antagonistic as Gary or as Silver. But I think it's an important step in the Pokemon universe, especially as it broadens out. Remember, Pokemon Blue and Red, that was all there was. It was all about getting the gym badges and becoming the best Pokemon trainer there was. So Gary made sense as a rival in that game. He was there to show as a foil to us what can happen if you um, pursue a path of power without compassion. He was kind of the prototypical version of Giovanni, and Giovanni is the person we see that Gary might become if he continued to follow down that path, or indeed that anyone might become if they follow down Gary's path, right? Silver is kind of the next step in that a true monster who just wants to get power for power's sake. He doesn't even have the veneer of Gary trying to be better than you. He just is kind of hateful and wants to move through this world unopposed. May comes along and says, yeah, I like fighting with Pokemon and everything, but really I like studying them and I like uh, befriending them and kind of finding out all the mysteries of the world. And isn't it cool? Let me share those with you. And I think that opened a door to really tell more interesting stories in Pokemon. Namely, that your rival doesn't have to be somebody who's trying to be better than you all the time, but somebody who's just kind of opening doors of uh, interest to you as you continue along your Pokemon journey. I think one thing to be really aware of is that May exists in the Pokemon world, particularly in Sapphire and Ruby, to more tutorialize you and make you aware of all of the different things that the world has to offer, like the secret hideouts or dual battles or uh, the different ways that different Pokemon can evolve. She's more of a, a guide than a rival. So you might be asking, okay, well, if that's where kind of the rivalry sits, it doesn't really seem like too much of a challenge. That seems more like a friend, right? And that's fair. But Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby doesn't stop at May because there's another character named Wally. Wally is an incredibly interesting addition to the Pokemon universe. And let me tell you why. He is someone who hasn't played a Pokemon game before. 
he is someone who has no introduction to the Pokemon world. Wally is introduced to us as a weak, shy boy. He is sickly. His, uh, his family doesn't let him out of the house too much. But when we meet him, he is determined to go on his own Pokemon journey to prove himself. He actually is uh, looking to go to your father, the gym leader, um, to get a Pokemon and strike out on his own journey. But your father's a little busy, and so he asks that you go and help him catch a Pokemon. So you take Wally out into the tall grass, and he meets a Ralts. Now, if you're anything like me, Ralts completely took you by surprise. It is this weird-looking thing. I can't even really describe it. It's meant to look like a um, the Japanese kind of idea of like a little Esper kid, and that's a really particular thing. But if you've ever seen Mob Psycho 100, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Ralts is a little like Mob. <laughs> Bowl cut, really diminutive. You would have no idea how powerful Ralts really is. And that's important for Wally because just like with any good ace Pokemon, he reflects Wally to a T. Wally is unassuming. He's quiet. He's weak. But he's determined. He wants to prove himself. He wants to get better. He wants to get stronger. He has a dream that is entirely proving himself to himself that he can do what other people do. That he can do what you can do. He can train Pokemon and get all the way to the Elite Four. What I love about Wally so much is that he, I think, is an important character, not just for the trajectory of the Pokemon story, but in retrospect for me as a Pokemon player. Because when I was playing Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby, I truly was like the main character. I knew what was going on. I knew what to expect. Sure, there were some twists and turns and there were some new Pokemon, but, you know, get eight badges, go to the Elite Four, and, you know, fight a bad guy. I got it, right? Wally doesn't have any of that. And we get to see this really cool perspective of you, the player, having more experience than someone else. Namely, someone who is striking out on a journey just like you did in Pokemon Red and Blue. And you get to be his rival. If you just got chills, I don't blame you. Because how cool is that? You have Mei as more of a friendly competitor, and Wally sees you as this ideal, this rival that he wants to become. He wants to be able to beat you. He wants to get stronger so that he can prove himself, not just to you, but to himself, his worldview, so that he can say, yes, I'm a Pokemon trainer that is able to stand with the same kind of people who went on journeys through red, blue, gold, and silver. I can stand par with the guy who took down Kyogre or Groudon and stopped the villainous team Aqua or Magma. Man, Pokemon does some cool things sometimes. And I think that the really important thing for Wally is that he doesn't beat you. He doesn't beat you at the end. He's not the champion. That's the real shocker because when you're fighting Wally or you're fighting Mei, when you have this background of Pokemon, like I do or you may have done when you played this game, you expect your rival to be the champion. Sure, Silver didn't get there, but that's because he was kind of a brutish thug who just kind of left the story once he lost enough. But you expect someone like Mei 
or especially someone like Wally, someone who you taught how to catch a Pokemon, to really stand up to you in the Elite Four and as the champion. But it doesn't happen. Wally doesn't make it that far. But it's not because he couldn't. It's because he set his own goal. He wanted to fight you. He wanted to stand up to you. He wanted to say, I made it just as far as the main character did, and I fought him, and sure, I lost, but I got there on my own. How cool is that? So, I think that the lesson that I take from May and Wally, the two kind of pseudo-rivals, companions, competitors, whatever you'd like to call them, is that they did a really important thing for the world of Pokemon. Namely, they changed what rivalry means. They made it less about getting back at your snot-nosed neighbor who wants to do better than you. It became somebody who could hold a mirror up to your own dream and help you get there. It's a really powerful message, both in May and Wally, because they have different dreams, and I would say that they both achieve them at the end of the game. Who's your favorite rival in Pokemon? Were you shocked when Wally showed up at the Elite Four right before that fight? I know I was. I look forward to talking with you next time.